As a team, Mainsail Financial Group strongly believes in goal-based planning. They know that proper planning is an ongoing process and relationship-driven activity. As the winds of life shift, a proactive approach is needed to maintain the correct heading. They take pride in building a long-lasting relationship that evolves into a dual role of financial steward and trusted financial advisor for you, your family, and your legacy. Their focus is working with individuals, families, and businesses who have questions or concerns about their current financial picture, long-term security, future lifestyle, and legacy planning. By taking a comprehensive and detailed approach, they work with you to develop a sound and realistic financial plan that can give you clarity and can help reduce uncertainty as the path to achieving your financial goals become more well-defined. Contact them today at mainsailfg.com or 425-502-7693. That's 425-502-7693. Mainsail Financial Group. Welcome to Digital Connections, where we bring in expert advice to connect you with services and resources to build a successful business and ultimately to create the life of your dreams. The show is for entrepreneurs, business owners, and anyone interested in running a side hustle to their current nine to five. One episode at a time, we help you build a successful business through amazing digital connections. I'm your host, Nancy Johnson, a business owner and digital marketer. On my way here, I have found amazing resources that have helped me grow my business, and they can help your business thrive too. Everyone needs a friend in digital marketing because digital marketing is about connecting people. So my friends, today we are talking financial planning. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, the all scary topic, finances. Specifically, we're talking about what financial planning should look like today and if traditional strategies still work. This is extreme. This is an extremely important topic because your business depends on it. Not just the finances of your business, but also your personal finances too. One without the other is like sailing without a life jacket. You may not fall overboard, but why would you take the chance? My guests today are going to throw us a line and bring us aboard uh, to some some great financial guidance. Mainsail Financial Group is a team that strongly believes in goal-based planning. They know that proper planning is an ongoing process and a relationship-driven activity. As the winds of life shift, a proactive approach is needed to maintain the correct heading. Mainsail takes pride in building a long-lasting relationship that evolves into a dual role of financial steward and trusted financial advisor for you your family, and your legacy. Their focus is working with individuals, families, and businesses who have questions or concerns about their current financial picture, long-term security, future lifestyle, and legacy planning. By taking a comprehensive and detailed approach, they work with their clients to develop a sound and realistic financial plan that provides clarity and can help reduce uncertainty as the path to achieving financial goals becomes more well-defined. Joining me today are Brandon Steele, Samantha Kennedy, and Adam Leipson, all primary advisors with the Main Sale Financial Group. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thanks, Nancy. 
So I'd like my audience to get to know a little bit about each of you before we jump too far into the hardcore financial advice. So uh, let's start with Adam. So why did you decide to become a financial planner and what does financial planning mean to you? Sure. Thank you. Uh, so that's a really great question and great place to start. I um, have been a financial planner for about 19 years now, and I this is not the thing that I ever thought I would be doing, to be honest with you. Um, I used to be in the restaurant business. My parents were restaurant people. I thought that was what my fate was going to be. Um, I graduated college with a science degree. And then back in 2001, my wife and I, when we bought our first house together, uh, we were... Uh, let's say taken advantage of on the loan that we got. And there were things that uh, were presented to us that appeared one way and were actually another. So I was so infuriated by that, that I decided to stop what I was doing and, and sort of dive into the, the career path of financial planning and financial services. Um, so for the first couple of years, it's interesting because as I was learning and getting licensed, I felt like that was my side hustle from the restaurant gig. Um, but over a very short period of time, really fell in love with the idea of relationship-based, uh, long-term comprehensive planning. And so, you know, 19 years or 17 years later, you know, here, here we are, we've got our own firm and, and have been very successful and, and building a tremendous client base and just so grateful to be able to be a part of people's lives in this way. Um, planning is important to me because it really gives us an opportunity to um, help people stay on track towards accomplishing whatever goals, whatever desires they are, are, are striving for in their, in their families, within their families. So um, it's been a wonderful journey and many, many more years to come. And, and it's, uh, it's extremely rewarding. That's great. Well, I'm so glad that you're, you're here. Um, Brandon, uh, same, same question here. What made you decide to get into financial planning and, and what does it mean to you? Yeah, my story is a little bit different. Um, basically, growing up my whole life, my family was not the best with finances. Let's put it mm. that way. So uh, I, I kind of knew that there had to be another way. So, you know, throughout my life, I've kind of always looked for my own information around top topics around finance. Uh, went to school at WSU and got a degree in economics. And truthfully, I had no clue what it was I wanted to do with that. <laughs> But my first interview with a financial planning position and was kind of hooked. I mean, it was all about the kneecap to kneecap, like face-to-face -face meetings with people and really that relationship. So that's really what drove me into the industry was, you know, really being able to help people hands-on and hopefully avoid some of the mistakes that I had seen growing up. Mm. Um, as far as why it's important to me, I think, you know, probably from my background, that's where a lot of it comes from. You know, mm. it's, it's just seeing that, that, kind of pathway for people is just so rewarding. I had a client just the other day, actually, I think a month or so ago, um, they were di diagnosed with Parkinson's a couple of years ago and got to tell them recently that they are able to retire and not necessarily worry about that stuff. Oh. And it's those types of things that just feel so great. Yeah. Yeah. Samantha, how about you? Yes. Um, also have a little bit of a different story. So um, I majored in finance and minored in mathematics, actually worked for Amazon for a little bit as a financial analyst, learned very quickly that crunching numbers for the sake of numbers didn't motivate me. And so um, I took a little bit of a course correction, which um, we also help our clients do. But that was back in 2014 when I decided to pursue a path where really building relationships and um, sharing financial education that unfortunately isn't common knowledge with others. And it, it motivated me and really sort of provided a life in my life to think about I can do something that 
uh, uses those analytical skills, but also hopefully helps people and helps them reach a better position than they would be otherwise. Mm-hmm. And then that dives into a little bit of what financial planning means to me. Um, I, I think I get frustrated that the financial industry can sometimes be so complicated. Mm. And when we have conversations with individuals and families and learn about their goals, um, really what it means to me is how do we help them get there? And how Mm. do we perhaps make the world a little bit more simple than it appears at times? Mm. That's great. So what does um, that, I, I love what it means to all of you. Does it mean the same thing for the firm? And what's important to you guys as a firm? I think generally speaking, you know, that that's the core of what we do is helping make sure, you know, building these relationships, these long term um, focus with with our clients throughout whatever thick and thin comes. Um, But I would also say, you know, a lot of what we do is um, is really around just helping in all aspects. So I know that, you know, you're you're working with a lot of uh, folks in the side hustle side of things. And so, you know, I think that's a good example. You know, a lot of what we do is not just about retirement, but it's about how all these different pieces work together. Mm-hmm. And that's what true financial planning is all about is making sure that, you know, what whatever comes up, whatever changes happen can kind of be included in the bigger picture. That's awesome. I think it makes I think it makes your side hustle so much more fun when your finances are kind of in that place where you know you don't have to worry about them so much either, right? Um, and that's that's really kind of what this show is about: is how do we get people to a place where they're really enjoying that business that they opened, that they're getting to experience that passion that they started that business for, you know? Um, so uh, that's exactly why I brought you guys here. So um, with that, I guess it's it's kind of a perfect segue into maybe you can tell us who your ideal client is. Uh, I would say uh, to kind of kick that off, I think our ideal client is really anybody that, that uh, wants to learn anybody that wants to be receptive to suggestions and strategies and advice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that people can be at various stages in their lives, uh, whether they're you know starting off as entrepreneurs, whether they've been working for a company for 50 years, and, and and wherever they are, there are certain pieces of planning that are important to them, but but they have to be open to the planning process. I think ideally, um, you know, we've all sat down with people that that think they know everything about everything, and to try to offer them suggestions or coach or work with them or try to be collaborative in any way can be very challenging. So mm. I think that um, you know maybe from my standpoint, I think the most ideal client are those that are willing to, to listen and roll up their sleeves and do the work. Mm. Brandon and Samantha, do you have anything to add to that? Or is that that pretty much sums it up there? Um, to piggyback a little bit, certainly on the ideal client front, um, yes, yeah, someone who is a, interested in planning. Um, I think this sometimes isn't the most sexy topic for people, nor <laughs> is it the most fun to discuss. Mm-hmm. And so it, it often has to be a conscious decision and something that's important to either the individual or the family we're talking to. Um, because at the end of the day, as planners, we can share what we think is important, but if that doesn't align with who we're talking to, um, it's, it's sort of wasted air. Mm-hmm. And so to tie with sort of the side hustle and that ideal client, I think it's often such a great market because those individuals do work very hard. They're willing to potentially work multiple jobs and um, cut time in terms of working years to reach a goal. And so Mm -hmm. I think if 
there is a reason why you're working multiple jobs and there's purpose behind that, um, you're probably a perfect person for us to talk to because we can help identify some strategies that might be able to speed up that process a bit. Mm. Brandon, does that, uh, that covers it all? I think that does, yeah. Um, so with everything that's gone on in 2020, I would say that most of us have been dealing with a lot of distractions. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's just a it's kind of a different world. But how would you encourage someone to stay objective in a world like this? I think the first part is taking some time and sitting in, I guess, quiet, <laughs> just because these a day, these days we have a phone, we have email, we have generally 10 different things trying to grab our attention, that just taking a moment to think about what is important to you is probably the most powerful tool, or just in my opinion, the, the most useful way to, um, I guess, to stay objective and to have some self-reflection of, are we going the direction we want to be? going. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think at the end of the day that the world is just getting busier. And yeah. probably the the biggest comment I hear is I'm too busy, or I have too much on my plate. And the reality is it, it never becomes a more convenient time. <laughs> and so sort of forcing yourself to be quiet and think about what is important um, may provide that space to yeah. have the world be a little bit less intimidating and distracting. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. So, um, you know, along those kind of same lines of, you know, the times and the times that we're in. Um, so do you guys have uh, some insight into what you think the short and long term effects of COVID-19 is going to be on the financial markets and planning strategies? Brandon, you want to take that one, I think? Sure. Yeah, you know, I think I think this is going to leave a lasting impact for sure. I don't I don't think this is something we soon forget. <laughs> um, you know, we've seen just this crazy, crazy fluctuation in not only markets but also taxes and you know potential inflation on the horizon now, and just all these things piled on. So it's kind of like this ripple effect where I mean, really, this has kind of expanded to become a very very large thing, and I imagine that will continue to be the case for years to come. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as far as how it affects the financial markets in general or uh, more on the, the business side of things directly, I mean, we've spent, uh, you know, what is it, almost 10 trillion now uh, in this past year. And so, you know, as you might imagine, <laughs> that certainly is going to have an impact. It's somewhere near a quarter of the U.S. dollars were printed within the last year. Wow. Yes. So, you know, I think inflation is certainly something to watch. I don't know that it's something that's going to get out of hand necessarily, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. And then long-term, it will be really interesting to see how we pay for these, you know, these debts at, at some point too. Mm -hmm. And the way that's handled, I think will really um, shape, shape up what comes in the years, years ahead of us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I might yeah. add, if I could, it, it's, mm -hmm. real quick on the, on the more individual and personal side, mm -hmm. I think what we've seen is that a lot of people very quickly were forced into changing their habits very, yeah. very rapidly. And so in terms of, a, you know, sort of a short term and a long term effect, um, because folks had to make a lot of quick changes and and really um, sort of rebuild their whole structure of habits uh, in a way, create opportunities when it comes to financial planning, too, because, you know, everyone's budget changed. People weren't going out mm -hmm. as much, weren't spending like they were. They had a little more in savings. And and I think that it, it um, really opened a lot of folks eyes into 
what they can be doing when it comes to creating and setting new financial habits. And so we're already seeing with a lot of our clients some changes and, and potentially going forward, once these new habits were built, albeit very quickly, they will continue going forward and create a much more successful financial future um, as sort of a, let's call it an unintended consequence of what we've gone through in the last year. That is very interesting. I, I like that a lot. I actually, uh, yeah, I, I don't know that we've ever saved as much money as we, we have this last year. It was kind of nice. Right. <laughs> so are there, well, you know, within that, are there like big mistakes that people can make in their financial uh, you know, in their personal financial finances, like during uncertain times, are there really big mistakes that we can make as well? I think, unfortunately, absolutely. Um, anytime you're driven by fear or anytime you're driven by fear, like pure emotion, um, I think it's, you know, maybe not the worst decision you could make, but it's often not the best decision you can make. Mm. And so um, it, really was, it's crazy to think only a year ago, we saw the markets dip fairly significantly. And one of the record breaking sort of rebounds and getting back to square one, but a lot of people sold during that time. And a lot of people had flashbacks to 2008 and became fearful. And so I think during uncertain times, the, the best thing you can do is sort of remind yourself of what, what are my long-term goals? What is something that I can sort of take myself out of today and say, will this, will I be thanking a previous version of myself for this decision in a month or five years? And often that just pulls a little bit more weight and hopefully lessens the, the gut reactions that we often see people make during uncertain times. I love that. That's that's such a, a, a great piece of advice when it comes to habit building in general, right? What will my future self say to myself? <laughs> I love that. Uh, so, um, well, in today's world, what are some of the most overlooked areas of financial planning? I would say, yeah, I think tax planning is probably one of the biggest ones. Um mm. You know, I think especially with what with what we're seeing with everything going on. I mean, there's been like <laughs> there's been change after change after change with all the legislation over the past couple of years. And so a lot of that has added a lot of nuance that, you know, may be very easily overlooked, but may really benefit somebody or may really hurt somebody, to be fair, too. So um, so I think that's one of the the very, very often overlooked areas is that, you know, we look at managing taxes today but we don't think about what those impacts might mean 10, 20, 30 years down the road mm -hmm. and really starting to, to kind of put a focus on that balance, I think is where a lot of people miss the mark and can yeah. really, really make a big difference for a lot of folks. Very good point. Mm. Yeah, I might add, add one more thing to that too, mm -hmm. real quickly. Um, you know, of course, a lot of people's attention is on the markets and investments and because that's always in the news. But I think that another area that um, um, a lot of light has been sort of, you know, sh shined on is, is really in the estate planning and, and defensive sort of category of financial planning. Um, unfortunately, in the last year, um, a lot of people sort of faced their own mortality and, and mm. they knew someone who may have lost their life or or maybe they were threatened by it or came close. And I think that, you know, when we're sort of caught up in our daily lives, we're not really thinking about the long term and what happens after we're no longer here. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like in the last year we have seen, um, uh, I, I don't want to say a spike necessarily, but let's just see a lot more interest and a lot more thoughtful and really mindful conversations about estate planning um, so that people can have the hard conversations early 
so that their family is going to be more secure and prepared should something happen either unexpectedly or, you know, or even if it's known. Um, so I think that is another area that a lot of folks never really talked about, but certainly has mm. become a lot more, um, you know, important, I guess, a little more front burner in the last year or so. Yeah. And, and I think you're right. I think the conversation has opened up a little bit more for some people that it may not have been before. Right. I think this, this morning, actually, I saw a comment on Facebook that said something like, you know, make sure that you're looking at your estate and, and because probate sucks basically. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I remember when my father passed away, it was so hard having to watch my mom go through that process. Um, and just knowing that and knowing that you have that financial security, afterwards is huge, huge. Right. So um, if our listeners want to start on a solid financial plan, do you guys have suggestions for habits that they should be adopting now? I think the primary habit is, and it's a bit of a cliche, but pay yourself first. Um, if you're in a <laughs> habit of living month to month and um, sort of are starting to hate that cycle, creating a little bit of space and whether it's you know, something as small as $5 a month that goes to savings that you're not going to touch, but also um, having a combination of saving and having a fun bucket. I think one of the biggest pitfalls when people dive into financial planning is day one, we're sort of gung-ho, we're going to do all these good things, but there isn't any fun tied to it. And really why, and, and I don't want to speak for Adam and Brandon, but I think part of our job and why we love this industry is we we often get to tell families you can retire sooner or you can take that extra vacation or this is what you get to provide for your kids if we, if we implement these strategies. And so um, I think in terms of the financial habits piece, it's how can you as an individual um, maybe associate finances being positive <laughs> if they're not currently, because I think that minor shift of outlook will help you make larger changes down the road and mm -hmm. have them not be as intimidating. Mm -hmm. Brandon, do, do you have anything to add to that? No, no, I think that's good. And I think maybe also, I guess, to tie back to, you know, your last question about some things to, to watch that are missed mm -hmm. is as boring as it may be is watching, watching legislation changes mm -hmm. or somehow finding a way to keep up on that because, <laughs> You know, I know it's not exciting, but but they do have a pretty big impact. And so the more you can play offense, the better off you might be in the long run. Mm, very good point. Yeah. Um, so as a uh, as a financial group, what makes you guys different from other advisors? Well, I think one of the things that that makes us uh, quite a bit different is that um, not only do we pay attention to the big picture, you know, as we kind of started with at the very beginning, talking about the way we view planning from a very comprehensive and holistic way. But I think what we do an extremely good job of is is really listening and and talking to our clients and hearing more about their lives and what's going on because. You know, you can learn a lot from clients by what they say and do and, and their actions and their thoughts and their values much more so than the math can show you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for example, someone can come in and, and tell you about all the ways they're spending and all the fun things they're doing and all the toys they buy, and that when they retire, they're going to live in a very fixed income and, and their goal is to not do a lot <laughs> of this stuff. And you just know that even, even though they haven't deliberately said 
we're going to blow our retirement budget away. <laughs> you can tell by what they do in the conversations that, you know, there's more to the story than just the numbers that, you know, that we mm -hmm. talk about. So I think we do a really, really superb job of, of, of getting to know people's inner workings and the mechanisms that drive them. And all that is a function of planning, right? Planning is art and science and, and the science, the math can say one thing, but, um, but if people's, again, if their, their values, their actions, their, you know, activities don't support that, then we want to talk about that as well. And, and it has value in the process. Okay. I might add to that to the team approach. Uh, you mm -hmm. can probably tell just in this 20 minutes here that we have different things that, you know, even, even as a team that, you know, we kind of look at. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's really important. You know, it's, it allows us to really give good round advice but, you know, one of the challenges I think that you see often in our industry is that the, these big groups don't necessarily like it's kind of like an uncivilized society where everybody's kind of doing their own thing and it just leads to chaos. Mm -hmm. you know, the way that we work together is really to, to piggyback off of each other's strengths and really work together for, for every one of our clients. So I think that's that's huge. That is that's that is huge. Yeah. And Samantha, did you have something to add to that? Yeah, it's just one more thing. Um, I think. Just to what Adam was saying in terms of listening, the other part is all of us love building relationships with people. And anytime we meet someone and move forward with planning, I know every one of our goals is to be having that relationship throughout life. So it's not just one meeting. It's not just three months. Um, our clients hear from us and they know we care about them. And I think financial planning, yes, is math, it's numbers, it's what can we do. But at the end of the day, all of us want to be truly sort of life partners with the clients in the sense of, as they go through hard times, we can be there and help them navigate that. Mm. And so um, I think rather than financial planning being a one-time thing, we view it as a lifelong process and we want to be there as change happens for who we work with. Well, I would say that that is a wonderful reason for our listeners to be reaching out to you guys. Um, I know that's what this show is about. It's about connecting people and it's about building relationships. Um, and uh, that is exactly why I've had you guys on the show. So um, we are uh, just about out of time again. Um, but as always, I want to leave our listeners with a digital marketing tip of the day. So don't be afraid to share the knowledge that you have. Part of great search engine optimization and reputation management, which are two major fundamental pieces of digital marketing, is helping your potential clients see you for the expert that you are. They can't do this if you're not sharing your expertise, whether this is through your social media posts or creating a blog or guest writing for somebody else's blog. Get out there and share what you know. And if you don't know where to start, a great resource is answerthepublic.com. Here, you can type in what you do and the services you provide, and you can see all the questions that people are asking out there. Answer these questions in the content you post, and I promise you that people will find you easier and they will trust you more, starting your connection with them in a great place. So I want to thank my guests today, Samantha, Adam, and Brandon with Mainsail Financial Group. You can find them at www.mainsailfg.com. Please make sure to follow us and subscribe and like us wherever you get your podcasts. You can find this episode and previous shows along with contact information for all our guests and for me on our website at www.digitalconnections.us. Have a great week and tune in next time for another amazing digital connection for your business. Thank you. 
Would you like more return and tangible results from your marketing efforts without long-term contracts? Do you want people who are actually interested in your products and services to find you easily? WSI has developed in-depth knowledge and an extensive network of industry thought leaders that know your company's goals and objectives are unique. When you work with us, you not only gain the local expertise of your WSI expert, but we help you develop a strategy based on the digital experience of our global network. Work with a company that understands your business and provides real results. Find us at WSIWorld.com or call 800-985-9567. Again, that's 800-985-9567. WSI, we simplify the internet.